Yeah. Yeah. More, more towards the middle. Right, right there? there? Yeah. He is. <laughs> <laughs> He's sick, son of a bitch. <laughs> what a child. He does these things <laughs> just for the attention. I should have just stood up in his guard and tried to punch him. But you know, then I, w then I would have won the second, and then it's one-to-one -one going to third. Maybe he's a little more desperate, and I'm able to take him down again. If I don't know you in your backyard <laughs> drinking beers, getting attacked by your Japanese beetles, yeah. even harvesting, I still like watching fighters that go for the win. And if so if you just stayed in his guard and did, yeah. like, pitter-patter Well, I, Yeah, I wasn't going to. What the fuck's I the point? The, the best stout. beer, listen, the best beer is all about. I don't know. Founders it's, breakfast. It's about where you are and who you're with, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the times and the people. That's what beer is about. Uh, it was a Coors Light coming so, down so the hill with cheese in so mind. In that right case, there. it was PBR because yeah. it was dragging in the back of a deuce and a half yeah, on that's the right. front lawn of a church. As I was like <laughs> peeing out the other side <laughs> and punching someone in the leg. And Mike's uh, brand new sister in law violated me while getting out of the deuce and a half. Hi, and welcome to the Jim Miller Podcast. On today's show, we're back on my deck, um, drinking some beers and uh, getting attacked by some Japanese beetles. We also have a good friend of ours, uh, the Bees, along with us. We're going to go over UFC 213. We're also going to get really deep into uh, uh, home brewing and, and, and beer and kind of the process behind it. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Stop it for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> We're live. Can't stop it. <laughs> Go ahead. Say it. Come on, Jim. Say it. I'm not Jim. Sure you are. I'm not. You're ruining it. You were supposed to... What were you supposed to say? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jim Rua Podcast. And then... Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> How many years did you did I go back in time? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight years. Yep. Twenty-eight. Now okay. put your thumb in your mouth. Yeah. Second no. thumb. <laughs> oh, good job, Y. Good job, Mr. Right, Wyatt. Why don't you run inside? Because the Beatles are out. They're attacking us. Oh come on. What? You gotta. Yeah. You need yeah. it. Thank you, bud. Good intro. Yeah. Awesome. What? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right, go inside, buddy. Good night. Not, not right now. The people are, the people are listening in. We're live. Diesel's got a bug in his face. Uh, all right, guys, welcome to the Jim Bell Podcast. As, as Wyatt introduced, uh, he just went back another three years. Yeah. <laughs> got the volume on and it. And that could be our smoothest. That intro probably was. Yet. Yeah, the probably the probably <laughs> smoothest it. intro. Uh, yeah. So we're 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 back. We didn't. Uh, I was too tired after weigh-ins to get a to record one while we were out there. I'm sorry. I apologize. I brought the recorder and everything. Not not the whole setup, but uh, we were going to go on a little bit earlier. But unfortunately, there were some technical difficulties, which is weird. Oh don't wow! Usually happen. Yeah. Tell me something new. The, the Beatles are out tonight. Pretty sweet. I should go. I should go get the soft air gun. All right. See you later, buddy. All right. <laughs> Good night. Um. Yeah. So this is a this is a Wednesday night podcast uh, because I'm gonna be away. 
uh, Friday night. I'll try to record one while I'm away, uh, but we probably won't go live. There's a lot of beer involved, so we'll see about that. There's like a, uh, a curve on that, right? Like it gets better, it gets better, it and then it drops yeah. way off. Yeah. So it's yeah. a fine line. It is a fine line. Uh, this one's going to be fun because these things are they're dive bombing us. Normally they stay away. They stay towards the lights, and they stay off of us. But uh, it has been a little earlier, too. It is, yeah. So the light should be reflecting off of us. Japanese beetle traps. Well, I didn't know that they were going to be attacking us tonight, Dad. <laughs> Some kind of gardener <laughs> farmer you are. I didn't say I was a farmer. <laughs> they don't seem to mind the uh, thermocell at all. No, I don't think the thermocell is for them. This guy doesn't give a shit about thermocell. No. <laughs> But uh, it's a good thing the dogs aren't here because they'd be attacking them, jumping on everything. Um, so, uh, UFC 213. So we had main event fallout a couple days prior to it. Do you have any more info day. on that? Wasn't it the morning of? It was a, yeah, it was the morning of. My, my apologies. I just did some time travel. I went back 28 years and came back. <laughs> <laughs> went back three years prior to that, something like that. So she did make weight. She yeah, she made weight. She did not look very good morning weigh-ins. I will admit. Uh, yeah, Amanda was having a rough one. Um, yeah, and she uh, she ended up going to the hospital morning of the fight. So. And uh, Dana White, in true classy form, couldn't couldn't keep his mouth shut. She made the weight, right? She did make the weight. She got sick. Yeah. That happens. Yeah, unfortunately, it does. Uh, you know, pull a quick audible. You, I mean, do you see something that she could have done to avoid that? Was this as a complication of a severe weight cut, or was she sick? Um, you know, God damn, <laughs> intact. I'm gonna start eating them. <laughs> That's because you're wearing white. <laughs> I think it's because you're wearing white. There's a lot of them. Um. <laughs> uh. I, you know, cutting weight definitely it it makes things worse. It makes any of the any illnesses or anything like that worse, and it, it um, increases your chances of something bad happening. Um, so you can't say that well, you know, it wasn't because of the weight cut because it it was. I mean, if she didn't cut weight, she probably would have felt fine that day. Um, but was it a was it a tougher one or not? You know, and I don't know. I and no. I, I think that's the point, right? So we just we can't say, hey, she was negligent in her weight cut or she did Stop something. Stop fidgeting wrong. with your can. We <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> or just hold it really close to your mouth when you do it, so yeah. everybody can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got a beetle in his mustache. He does. <laughs> Where? <laughs> I'll eat him. He's right. He's still in his mustache. In Where is he? Come on, stick your, lick your lip. He's on the right side. Lick, just this close side. Uh, yep. Yep. Close more, more towards the middle. Right. Right there? There yep. he is. You <laughs> sick son of a bitch. <laughs> what a child. He does these things <laughs> just for the attention. Eating worse. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> And I would say you will eat worse. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> More than likely. Yeah. There's one fewer to worry about. Yeah. There's a white dog turd over there, Dad. Go look at it. Case uh, of beer? Sure. 
<laughs> done. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what, what we were saying. I'm, I apologize. I was just saying that I, I think it's a little bit bullshit, so we can't say that she did something negligent to make herself sick. We mm-hmm. could say that unfor- circumstances beyond her control, she's proven herself to be a fighter that shows up again and again, and she got sick. you got to give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. If, this is, if this is her fourth missed weight, if this is antics that she's constantly putting on, then, yeah, slam her. This is, as far as I know, and correct she me if I'm wrong. She did miss weight twice before, though. She has missed twice. Right. So then, so sorry, I mean, I take it back. You know, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, yes, she has a lot to lose. I think we need to fact because she it. is the champ. I would like to fact check it. Go ahead. I'm an idiot savant. <laughs> I agree. One with of those. Things. I agree with the first part. I'm more of an idiot. One of those things. <laughs> it says the guy who just ate a beetle just to show off. Well, that's what makes you an idiot Live savant. On Facebook. <laughs> You know, I feel bad because we didn't even introduce the D's. Oh, not. really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Seriously, Holy what shit. bad what well, bad? Yeah, hosts. you're a freaking bad host. What bad host we you're are. Terrible. Well, he hasn't said anything. He's just, just been I'm here just giggling. soaking it all in. Yeah. <laughs> the D's uh, went to school with Pat and, and Dan. Um, they were part of a, a threesome of friends. <laughs> A menage a trois, <laughs> if you will. If you will. Uh, and you don't want to know what they did. Words, <laughs> lots, of, lots of stupid things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so these are close friends. Um, you know, we worked together. and He was a dumpster yeah, wrestler also. Yeah, we were in each other's weddings and all that stuff. Not the position. I didn't I didn't have the position I wanted in Deez's wedding, uh, you know, a, a, across from him, but. It was a bridesmaid, uh, never a bride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was already married at the time. So, um, so what do you think, Dees? What do you think about Amanda pulling out the morning of? I don't know. Dees is also he's a I, he's a very good soccer player. He's got a rifle for an arm. He's an athlete. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> I I try to reserve judgment until I'm able to put in research. So as Pat's fat checking over there, if if you're missing over and over it's a repeated mm. offense and obviously that's a bit of an issue but if you do make it and things go wrong and it's some sort of you know, bizarre thing that takes place and i don't know mm. it, we, weird things happen to everybody yeah. at some point in time well she has that's i true. mean she had a lot to lose i mean you're not going to take a title fight if you're not feeling good enough to fight i mean if it's just you know, I what mean, I you, you felt you fought feeling like shit. I mean, you had issues. Uh, yeah. Dan had issues. I, I mean, I but you guys, you don't fight. You lose your pay. Yeah. And, you know, her losing her pay, she gets this fight in two months. Yeah. No big deal. Or a month, whatever. <laughs> you know, they'll reschedule it and she's doing the fight. And then she doesn't have to worry about losing her strap. You know, so, I mean... It is a little bit bullshit, you know, because, I mean. I don't see anywhere that she's missed weight before. Yeah. I don't remember it ever happened. Put that way, it's interesting when you look at maybe the Maybe we need a better fact checker. Different fighters. Because you you take a look at the things going on in other sports right now. You have, Mm. like, NBA basketball players are just taking days off, whereas Mm. I know years ago, a friend of a friend coming up through minor league baseball was coming off a shoulder surgery. You miss a sport a month's worth of time and 
your cut. You're yeah. worried about trying out for a new team. You're only making whatever it might be, $40,000 a year for a 130-game season or whatever they might have been playing. So that that different standard for not even necessarily different levels of fighters, but you, know, you have somebody in a championship fight, yeah. maybe they it's get a little bit yeah. more breathing room financially than yeah, would where some other yeah. guy who's yeah, making Yeah, she could afford I mean, it that didn't hurt her at all. I mean, she's still going to get that fight. Okay, she's going to get her pay, you know, in a month from now. Yeah. And what's Dana, he's not going to strip her of her belt and stuff like that, so there's no consequence really to it. You know. I mean, the, what, I, what I always tell, like, my training partners, when it comes to even, like, to taking the fights is, as soon as you don't feel confident, you need to not do it. I mean, if you step into a cage and you make a living stepping into a cage and fighting other people, uh, you, you have to be you have to be confident to a degree. There are definitely fighters out there who are like they're not they're not confident in their skills. They're uh, uneasy with the entire process. Um, <laughs> Was on my mic. <laughs> you know, you mean <laughs> like kind of guys say. that like laugh when they're throwing a punch and hold back on it. Yeah, <laughs> giggle, giggle while they're doing it, getting punched in the face. Uh, but but most fighters, you know, you're you're confident in your abilities, and when that breaks, like okay, I mean that's that's why I've taken short notice fights when I have. Is it's I felt good, I felt fine, so I did it. If I didn't, I wouldn't have done it. If I if I had any doubt that I was going to be able to to make weight or to ha have at least a, a a normal opportunity for my skill set to win the fight, I wouldn't have taken the fights. Um, but I was confident, so I did it. So if she got to that point where, yeah, she 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 might have been able to fight, but if she feels like crap to the point where she questions her ability to win she's probably going to perform like crap even if she physically could go out and do it, it you know you're, you're not going to and her first fight wasn't an easy fight with no it wasn't i mean that was a tough fight. it was fight. a tough fight so it wasn't like okay i'm only at 70 percent you know i can still probably beat her you know no i mean i mean it wasn't jo joe silva joe silva told me a story of a a UFC champion losing their title, uh, puking their brains out all day. Yeah, well, you know, and he he entrusted it to me to not make it public because it never was public, and right. you know, other people don't know about it. Um, but that's just that's just one of the things. Some people will do it, some people won't, and you can't you can't expect everybody to do it. If she if she went to the hospital and she felt that bad, like. If you're gonna sit here and you're gonna you're gonna take a day off of work because you got the sniffles, and you're gonna give her shit, right? You well, know, you it. can you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, well, I it. mean, yeah, I get it. People bought tickets and all this stuff, but I mean, well, they got reimbursed. Yeah, but she. I she mean, I can see Dana being a little pissed because you know he lost some money. <laughs> yeah, he's no, got to return tickets. He's got to re refund everybody who showed up there. You know, so that sort of sucks. <laughs> I feel like you can be mad at a guy like Khabib when Khabib did not make the weight and went to the hospital. 
she made the weight. She right. did the hard part, and she couldn't fight. And he, right. he, he, I just read his uh, Twitter statement that she was, she was, she could have fought and didn't. That's a tough call. I don't think you can make that call from as an outsider looking in. Right. I, if somebody who's listening can confirm, I couldn't find anything that she missed weight. Mm. I put it in Google. So yeah. she made the weight. Yeah, I knew he was wrong. She was ready to fight. No. I Getting still kind of doubt myself because he has been right every fucking time. <laughs> Regardless, she did, did the hard part. He did just eat a beetle. <laughs> I, so you got to give her the benefit of the doubt. She's the yeah. champ. Right. And she's been through some yeah. wars. She right. dispatched Ronda Rousey. Yeah. She took that high-profile fight, no problems. Give her the benefit. She's your champ. Get yeah. behind right. her. Cause, cause hey, we hope she's okay. If she does it twice, yeah. fucking cut her. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But you got to support her. It's ridiculous, the lack of support for fighters. These are... At They're that like point, too, like you said, she she did the hard part. There is there is nothing, like, if you're going to break, if you feel like shit and you're going to break, you're going to break while you're cutting the weight. You're going to break before weigh-ins. Like, that's where that's where the weakness is going to come out because you're, you're fucking suffering. And it sucks. Not morning of where all you got to do is freaking, I mean, you've already rehydrated and, and right. eaten and stuff like that. I mean, if you're feeling that crummy at that point, well, see, I, there's, I ha- like I said, I, I have to give her the benefit of the doubt. Well, and there's a case in point that, you know, the dumbasses who are in charge, oh, let them friggin' IV. <laughs> there would have been no problem if she had an IV because she would have been hydrated the night before, not Ooh. trying to drink oh, at the bottom. <laughs> all day and and get rehydrated. And let's be fair to Amanda, right? So she says, "Oh, Dana is putting pressure on me. He wants me to fight." She sucks it up. She gets KO'd really bad. She doesn't get an immediate oh, she rematch. She should have luck. Right. And then and then yeah. it, it, she hasn't held the belt dominantly enough to the point where she's a Ronda Rousey where she gets to kind of do what she wants. She drops a, another fight to a tough opponent who gets her gets lucky. All of a sudden nobody knows who she is. Right. And she's fighting on local shows. I think she made the right call. Right. And Dana White as the boss needs to support his fighter as long as it's not a chronic issue, which I don't see this being. Mm. This is your champ. You should be building her up. <laughs> right? Come on. It's just, it's yeah. ridiculous. Stop I playing with the can. You're <laughs> <laughs> just doing it to annoy your ass. No, no you're not. <laughs> yeah, I am. What, am I nervous? I don't know what you're doing. He's got the D's right next to him. He does. Uh, I'm he nervous, does. yeah. <laughs> I'm nervous because I'm yeah. on a podcast with um, a famous person. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Whitaker... Uh, Romero, holy moly, Whitaker has been impressing me because yeah. I've been betting against dude. Him. That was a that was a gutsy performance. I mean, his I hate those knee those stupid sidekicks to the knee, man. You know they're legal, so it's like okay, you can do them, sure, but it's a bitch move. It kind of is because it's like one of these times. One of these times, somebody's just gonna fold somebody else's somebody's leg back. <laughs> this <thing was> yeah, <laughs> like, uh, tight. See, it's to me, it's um, just like the the rape choke. That's a bitch move too. The I mean, what? what rape choke? Where the guys what? covered her mouth and covered her nose. No, well, that's not. That's you're you're misusing that word. What are you that's been doing just smothering somebody. That's not <laughs> no. That because that's creating an opportunity. You're not gonna you're not gonna get somebody to tap by just. Or and stop the fight by just putting your hand over their mouth. You're going to make them panic and create an opportunity for you to do something. I have no problem with that. But hopping in and sidekicking somebody's knee, if it hits at the right angle, it doesn't take very much to 
break somebody's knee. So you're going to run around and scream and yell as the new middleweight, you know, interim champ. If you just go f first round, just go bop and kick somebody's knee and they right. freaking praying mantis, and <laughs> you know, like their leg folds back. That's a that's a pretty pretty messed up thing to do because it's like it, it's not. It's almost like a cut, uh, cut like when uh, Florian was trying to cut Shirk. You wouldn't have won the fight. You would have just technically. Yeah, you would have. You would have. You would have won on on criteria. But it, at least at that point, it's like you're throwing you're throwing something that's going to then create opportunities. And I know that he's throwing that kick to make Whitaker move a little bit different. But at the same time, he he might be throwing the kick to try to break his knee. And and again, it's like to just like stomp somebody's knee. I don't know, man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be happy about winning like that. No. I mean, that's I almost because it's almost it's almost an accident. I mean, you're throwing the, the strike with that remote chance that it snaps somebody's yeah. knee. And at that point, why not just kick him in the balls? Right. It's yeah. kind of along the same lines. Yeah. I'm gonna smack that can out of your hands. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get a glass next. <laughs> Either way, I, I didn't think he had It's a, empty. Go he, get me another one. He didn't have a chance no. of beating Jacare, and he did, and I didn't give him a chance of beating Romero, and he, the kid stepped up, man. I think he he's did. got a bright future. Yeah. And I don't think Bisping wants to fight him. Bisping's kind of a unique animal, but that'll be a, that'll be a tough fight. It's gonna be a, it's I don't gonna know. Be I think Bisping's going to beat him. You do? Yeah. But I don't think Bisping had a chance of beating Yoel. Yeah, more than Jacare. I mean, I think Jacare was just all. I don't think Whitaker beats Jacare again. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I mean, uh, to me, the best middleweight is Jacare. I mean, he is, and he should be. But you don't know what he went through in his camp. You don't know what he went through his weight cut. I mean, that's the thing. But he seemed off that night. Oh, well, it's all about showing up that night. Well, that's it. But I think. I think Bisbane's yeah. got good enough footwork <coughs> for Whitaker. I mean, I, I you know, because I've always said that. I, I Bisbane's got the best footwork in in the game. I mean, he he's a good striker. I mean, and he he moves the way you're supposed to move. You know, and he has worked on his you know takedown defense. But I think Bisbane beats him. Well, I think it's a tough fight. I, I Whitaker looked pretty good to me. He's I think uh, Whitaker's just getting better too. He's yeah. young enough. He's yeah, exactly. He's just getting better every fight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love Whitaker. <coughs> I mean, I want to see him beat Champ, but mm. we we'll, we'll get that opportunity though. Yeah. Time will tell. Yeah. Um, what do we have? Overeem. Uh, what's his name? What's his face? I didn't even get to see the fight. I was getting cleaned up. Um. What's him call it? Verdun. Gentleman who fought Verdun. 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 Yeah. He Reem looked good. He actually looked pretty good. His <coughs> movement was, you know, I mean, not huge like he used to be when he was a saucin. But he, he looked good on his <laughs> movement. A saucin. A saucin. <laughs> he was a saucin. He was a saucin people. A lot of saucin. But he, he looked pretty good. Movement-wise. Yeah. You know, he... Uh, Verdum is weird too, because Verdum is 
he does so many strange things, like that flying sidekick, just because he hopes that somebody takes him down. Right. Well, you that's know? it. He like, uh, you know, he just he doesn't care. He doesn't care because he wants to go to the mat. So why not just do really ridiculous things on your feet? It's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome style. All right, so if we jump into your fight, we got a couple mm -hmm. a couple questions. Uh, Paul Matrasilva, Jr., great fight, Jim. Can't wait to Thank have you. your guys on PA Cage Fight 29. Got a bunch of guys fighting on that, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the entire we got a gym. Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty awesome having a this homegrown little team that's, uh, you know, they're all working their way up and building kind of together at the same time, so it's pretty sweet. Matt, uh, Matt Stevens is asking if that was the worst cut of your career. Uh, it wasn't the worst. Um, I ended up starting out a little heavier than I normally do, um, like with the weight cut-wise. I think he's he talking about cut your, on your head. Oh, cut. But I'm sure you cut. wouldn't mind <laughs> that. Yeah. Weight cut. Of those. Um, I th no, they're about the same. as like I have 14, I think, total. Um, eight and one and six and the other. Um, I think I've gotten eight stitches before in one of my cuts, maybe. maybe that I mean, Japanese beetle under stitches right yeah. now. Yeah, little bastards. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's the two cuts. Uh, it did, o it opened up pretty, pretty good. I will admit that I may have aimed that blood for his face, you know, <laughs> to try to like blind him a little bit as I tried to punch him. It's tactics. <laughs> It's like Fight Club. <gasps> <laughs> well, there's nothing the matter with that. Um, he cut you. Mm. So he deserved to get some of the blood. Yeah. Th there was a legitimate amount of blood in my eyes, like, coming out of the second and going into the third. Like, you could just get that yellow, like, haze. Cool. Cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it actually took getting punched in the face again for it to kind of, like, get... Uh, out of the way and cleared it up yeah cleared it up <laughs> yeah. a little bit <laughs> thank <laughs> you anthony <laughs> throw yeah, one over here <laughs> yeah <laughs> please do that again <coughs> but it, so he in the second round i noticed he had his back mm -hmm. you were being super aggressive and it, he must have been slippery you just kinda yeah slipped uh. off the front you know uh <laughs> it's it's not the first time that i've i've ridden the red river <laughs> you know <laughs> Uh, I've been in bloody fights before, and uh, I should have been a little more conservative uh, when I had him on his back. I should have kept him on his back. I should have known that because I guided him to give me his back, um, but, you know, driving in with my hips, um, I should have just stood up in his guard and tried to punch him. And, you know, then I, w then I would have won the second, and then it's one-to-one -one going in the third, and maybe he's a little more desperate, and I'm able to take him down again. Um but yeah, I decided to try to take his back, force him to give me his back, and see, I, I kind of have a problem with that line of thinking, right? No, so no, fuck you, even if I don't, I'm a professional, if I don't know you in your backyard <laughs> drinking beers, getting attacked by your Japanese beetles, yeah. you've been harvesting, I still like watching fighters that go for the win, mm. and if so if you just stayed in his garden, did yeah. like pitter patter, well, punches, I, yeah, I wasn't gonna. What the fuck's I, the point? I, I I wasn't, I probably wasn't gonna be able to finish him. You know, because it was, you know, he's got a good guard. He's, he, he had a pretty good defensive guard. I was able to land a couple shots. Um, but, yeah, if I had 
if I had fought more conservatively, I could have won the round. Um, but I chose not to. Not to in the heat of the moment. It was the heat <laughs> of the moment. At what point you know the weird time? weird thing is when you get cut, it's just that like instant like hot, <laughs> boom. It's like it's really bizarre feeling. Uh, I don't know. You feel this little pop, and all of a sudden it's like warmth. Ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> Hold your mud. <laughs> well, I just want to say I, as a fan, appreciate you going after mm. it. Tim, uh, uh, Terry. Terry Kinsley says, win, lose, or draw. I dig the Jim Miller fight game. Thank you. I think it's, it's, it's fun to watch. And, uh, you know, Deco is a tiny bit different, and you end up choking him or yeah. rolling off to an yeah. bar. And I mean, I don't need to see anybody else without the, Without the blood, without the blood, it's it's easier to take his ba- or hold his yeah. back and, and control him. Um you know, it's just there's a lot of fighters that I think would have humped mm. him for the second round. Yeah, yeah. But at what well, point he didn't need to hump him. Ever have? I mean, he could have caused. See, he landed some good punches when you postured up. I mean, you you nailed him yeah. to one shot. I mean, he bounced pretty good. <laughs> His head ricocheted off the mat. I mean, it's just it's the fight game. It's the way it goes. So, have you had a, a conscious thought to say, hey, I'm going to go to win this round while in a fight before? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that thought doesn't cross and his mind, so he yeah, doesn't, yeah. you know. And that's where your fan base is coming from, and they yeah. know that that can lead to an exciting finish, and it always leads to exciting fights. Mm-hmm. There's no angel. It's just a devil. Hey, Jim, <laughs> be smart. Win this <laughs> round. Yeah. Smart. And it now, Jim. Hey, <laughs> win this little, little Jim over here, little Wyatt. Bring him out. Yeah. Yeah. Win this round. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Just kick his ass. Yeah. Submit him. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Attack. Attack. Go not attacking a, enough, pussy. Go, <laughs> yeah. go for a flying arm triangle yeah. bar. Hey, he, he, he sunshine kicked me. Let's sunshine kick him. <laughs> uh, that is the only answer to it. That is. Kick. Yeah, it's like the windmill. You know, you, you got to do it back. So I was I was like, you know what? The last thing he's gonna expect is me to do a, a cartwheel kick, so might as well give it a shot. <laughs> Matt Matt try to have a sense of humor. <laughs> Matt Merritt, I, I skipped the middle name there because it, it seemed tough to pronounce. As all names are for me. He said, Would you be interested in a fight with Artem Lobov? Yeah. I mean he's a he's a forty five pounder. Um I'd fight him. I don't. I, I don't really think that he holds a candle to uh, majority of the guys that I fought at this point. So, but I definitely fight him. Why the hell not? That's the name across. You know, when they send me the next contract, let's do it. Matt is calling for another uh, Jim Miller Joe Luazen fight. Oh Joe God, it's taking <laughs> fucking years off my life at this point. Like. Now, like, you, you're not going to be able to see it at home. But my, my shin and my ankle are still pretty swollen. Um, and this all started with Joe. It all started with you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, destroying my shin bone. Or at least bruising it. And then continuing to fight and beating it up. So now when I kick people uh, with without my shin guards, my, sh- my shins just blow up. And, like, I had to squeeze my foot into my – I had this huge, like, you know, when you put your sock on, it's swollen. It's like <laughs> this thick line that actually bruised where it went. It's pretty sexy. 
So we were we were watching your fight, and I was watching it with my my buddy Danny, and uh, he was watching the leg kicks. He's like, "Doesn't that hurt Jim pretty bad?" It's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> would you say it's equal? You s- you no. told me it's equal, but you're the one administering it, so well, it's better. <laughs> I'm, I it's it's probably hurting the other guy a little bit worse. You know, it it does being the kicker is is not as bad as being the kicky. Um. But I mean, some of them, yeah, they they fucking hurt. I mean, the thing that sucks about it is when you throw a kick, you're usually hitting with the same part of your shin. And depending on where the guy is moving, you might be hitting him on different parts of his leg. So, like, that's what happened when I fought Lozon is I kicked him, like, 18 freaking times with the same part of my shin. So, like, then I had this, like, huge lump in my shin. Uh but yeah, it, it sucks for both guys. It's kind of one of those things that you just you deal with it. Ride the snake, they say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like wet. Is it really that like damp out here, or am I just sweating? You're sitting I'm, I'm between me and the profusely D's. Six this morning, so <laughs> my wet. shorts are like wet. <laughs> Weird. It's probably like Japanese beetle pee. <laughs> I need a beer. I'm wet. I've heard that before. (laughs) (laughs) That's disgusting. (laughs) Oh, what a dick. We need somebody behind the thing to be able to mute him on that shit. Yeah, I don't have any control. He's good to go here. Letting him have free reign. I can't see shit to it, so if he wings a beer, I think it's going to catch me in the face. Bonk. What did you say? call it dick face? I don't know who he called. Who is that directed at? Um, The collective group. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So we're just one dick face? Uh, <laughs> or face as. As long as each one of us doesn't yeah. contribute to a dick face, yeah. then we're all right. Um, so, I mean, the card was a pretty good card altogether. Uh, I want a beer. Actually, you know what? I want that one. I want that one. Who wants the free flow? Oh, I want I want this one. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, choice. it was a good card. Go ahead. I'm going. Um, Going to New Jersey, yeah. Hey, Dwayne, actually, uh, he was able to interpret what you just said. Um, and to most of the listeners, it sounded like I'm wet. But uh, to Dwayne, it sounded like I love Dwayne Finley. Yeah. That's <laughs> probably what it was. See? And uh, I'm disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dwayne, way to go, bud. Yeah. You're my man. <laughs> you went camping with us, so you know all the <laughs> stories. <laughs> He's responsible for Dwayne's, giving you Dwayne's, lines. Dwayne's <laughs> coming out, yeah. <laughs> those crabs, actually. I just crabs. told everybody it was limes. Um, or lime. Don't say limes because it's not the right way to say it. You can't uh, say limes? No, you're not supposed to say limes. It's Lyme disease. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's okay. Don't worry about it. There are people that get fired up about it. It's like, dude, you got Lyme disease. Shut up. <laughs> uh, there are worse things to get, you know. I guess you can't get multiple yeah. lime yeah. But any, anyway, well, do they put anyway, this on there because it's possessive? Like it's no, it's not supposed to. Name, to yeah, or it's not supposed to be on there. It's it's oh. Anyway, <laughs> it's, a pos- it's a possessive disease. It does <laughs> possessive things to your body. <laughs> or is it a plural disease? I mean, that it affects yeah. multiple facets. It's true. <laughs> you get infected with the metachlorian. Um, you made my metachlorian whip before. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so... Dwayne's coming out <laughs> for the barbecue this year. Um, speaking of, of Lyme disease, um, 
my my wife is running a half marathon. She teamed up with the uh, Global Lime Alliance, um, and so she's raising money to to run this uh, this marathon and kind of be sponsored by them. And um, you know we're donating it back, and uh, so we're having a seminar at the gym, July 29th. Uh, that's 22 Gale Court, Sparta, New Jersey. Uh, we're going to have a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu seminar, and then we're going to have a barbecue. Um, there's going to be really good food there this year because the old man's not going to be there. No, so I'm making all the food before I no, fucking leave. No, you're not. And you'll be taking it. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Who, where are you going to potato salad from I'm there, I'm getting Pat? it from your house. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and where's uh, the mac and cheese coming from? Yeah, no, my I'm house. making the mac. We already settled that last time. No, we already no, we already settled bullshit. that last time. Everybody, I made it the last time. No, clown. you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> the fuck, I didn't. You did. When the hell you made you the last barbecue? You didn't make it. Yes, I did. No, you did yes, not. Yes, I did. You asked. Yes, you're fucking ass. I did. We we're gonna get a third party to settle this debate. Somebody on Facebook was there. I know Amr. 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 Last. Freaking I made the freaking you mac made and some cheese crappy smoke. stuff, and I made some really good stuff. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, and then like half the people that ate mine got congenital heart failure. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we're having a seminar and then a barbecue at the gym. Um, it's all free, you know. We're just taking donations for uh, Lyme's angels, disease. Angels, angels run. Um, Lyme. Yeah. Disease. Donations. <laughs> no, I have Lyme's disease. Lyme. I got it multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we're taking donations. and uh, No, seriously. It's all going to the GLA. die now when they bite me. <laughs> you get, they get Miller's disease? Yep, yeah. they get, I, I reinfect Poor them bastards. back. Is it Miller or Miller's? <laughs> it is Miller's. <laughs> Miller's disease. Um, yeah, and, and Dwayne is, is coming out. So, um, All right, Dwayne. Yep, so... We're going to have to do something stupid. Well, I won't be here. <laughs> I don't know if I'm capable of doing anything stupid. So no? I'll make the food. I'll yeah. try my best. Not that I know of. <laughs> I told these that we were going to have a dodgeball tournament, but he's not allowed to play. No. Nope. Oh, he is. And my team. You guys all got scared. Because no. you said you were having that, and I said, uh, these is on my team. Yeah. They were like, whoa, oh, we're not having that. No, because we're playing in the small room. We're not room. having that. <laughs> <laughs> we're playing in the small room with, like, real <laughs> playground balls. Um these for our listeners at home does have a unique ability to throw objects. He's an outlier in object throwing. I did. I'm not sure yeah. where it is anymore. He throws shade a lot. Does throw shade. <laughs> we should. I wish it was lighter out. We could have him maybe throw yeah. a beer can into. You know what the we could field. do? We could throw the flaming arrow. <laughs> so you could throw it the furthest. No, I mean shoot it out of the bow because it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> So not throw it at <laughs> all. Not throw it at all. I understand that. We'll yeah. be throwing yeah. it in the air. One sense. <laughs> hey, ter Terry Kinsley would like to try some homebrew. Terry, you can right. try some homebrew at yeah. the barbecue. Come on out. Yeah, come on out to the har to the barbecue. I got 10 gallons of Bad Moon Brown Ale, which is a beer that we've brewed quite a few times before. Um, and I've got 10 gallons of a kind of a... I have made. We've made this beer um, with my hops as like a, a smash ale, so single malt, single hop, um, with Maris Otter and my Chinook hops. But uh, I had to pull an audible, or call an audible, and change it up. And so it's kind of just a one-off. Um, it's got a bunch of my hops in it, some Chinook and some Centennial. We'll see how it tastes. I'm sure it'll taste great. You got like 
three gallons of stuff that sat in kegs for a few we years. We should have drank it. Oh, out your grass shit. And no, more than that, like <laughs> eight gallons. Uh, you so, should have at least saved a couple. So No, we, we're I called us both out pushes. for it, yeah. but at the same time, we had been yeah. pressure washing mold into our faces yeah. for about 45 minutes beforehand, yeah. so I figured that, you know what? I figured the damage was probably done at that point in time. I we probably should have just drank that I should have. I should have taken some pictures and video. Uh, so we cleaned out my my kegerators uh yesterday so the one is the the keyser which is a, a kegerator freezer so you make take a chest freezer and build a collar for it um and i think it was two years ago <laughs> two years ago uh when we had a barbecue uh one of the kegs leaked and i didn't notice for about two months and then when i opened it up like, oh, that's moldy as hell. I'm going to have to get to this. And I, like, closed it back down. And then stuff got piled up on top of it. We need to get to the root of the problem, though. So you had a keg of good beer in your basement for two months, and you didn't notice there was an issue no, until you saw no, it was no. moldy? Come no, on. No, no. That was the, beer that, the beer that leaked. What a pussy. No, the beer that mm. leaked God was damn, the, uh, right the stout. The beer that leaked it was a stout Which that we drank. Which is the best home. of all beers, as everyone knows. American stout, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Um. Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> Take your headset off. You're done. You're done tonight. <laughs> the stout? Yeah. His Oktoberfest beer? Isn't the best beer you ever drank? It is the best beer you've ever drank. Best beer I ever drank. Yeah. Huh. Can't be a freaking The best stout. beer, listen, the best beer is all about. I don't know. Founders it's, Breakfast It's about where you are and who me. you're with, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the times and the people. That's what beer is about. Uh, it was a Coors Light coming so, down so this the beer hill with cheese in so mind. In that right case, there. it was PBR because yeah. it was drank in the back of a deuce and a half yeah, on that's the right. front lawn of a church. As I was, like, <laughs> peeing out the other side <laughs> and punching someone in the leg. And Mike's uh, brand-new sister-in-law violated me while getting out of a deuce and a half. <laughs> we can't. We shouldn't. We shouldn't go into that. But we, we will. will. Not, we will not. But we will. <laughs> Second knuckle. Jesus. <laughs> So, <laughs> I think we're we're probably gonna <laughs> kind of probably gonna burn some bridges with this one. <laughs> so, when when the D's got married, uh, it was uh, I mean I blame Daniel Tosh um, for this one because <laughs> it's obviously his fault. Um, yeah, because it it was definitely his fault. Um, so, it was right around uh, after Gaddafi uh, was captured and, and slain. <laughs> So he created the the Qaddafiing where he would <laughs> knife hand someone's butt cheeks. So that was kind of open <laughs> at Deez's wedding. Yeah, um, it was like the rage. It was yeah, it was. It was cool that and leg do. kicks. Leg, it was like yeah. leg, leg kicker for Qaddafi. We're turned on. <laughs> yeah. as I think you guys officially turned them on in the elevator on the way down at about yeah. ten thirty in the morning. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Pat got Qaddafied by like. The maid of honor. So I had I had a lot of Qaddafi <laughs> attempts, and I knew the Qaddafiing suspects. So I would not turn my back on Jim or Dan or Mike. <laughs> I would keep them in front of me. But uh, but Mike's new sister-in-law, I thought I was comfortable with, so I bent over to get out of the deuce and a half, which is about eight feet in the air. And my anus was open and exposed, <laughs> and she went in so viciously and aggressively <laughs> that it was I mean she touched she touched my prostate <laughs> <laughs> through my suit pants I almost fell out of the deuce and a half and that's my fondest memory of Mike's wedding <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. also probably what like 
about noon, so it's probably also yeah. everybody's yeah, last early. memory of the wedding. <laughs> pretty early. She hasn't even called me since. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably hasn't washed her hand. <laughs> it was not our best day. <laughs> it might have been, though. It was not our best day. It was pretty close, though. It's a great day. <laughs> it wasn't your best day. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is a beautiful union We're like, of two people. Yeah. Beautiful yeah, union of two people. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> well, that was the day that my wife officially met everybody except for Pat. <laughs> she had known everybody for years, and she had been like fine tuned and well versed in in Pat McGurn, and had only known about the Millers yeah. and the and the other crew by by way of story. <laughs> had, hadn't seen you. <laughs> the in best your crew she found yet. out. I think the your, best. Your photo booth got wrecked by the Millers. I wasn't part no, of that. Yeah, you were part of that. You were freaking part of that. I don't remember being part of that. Because everybody came and asked, and they asked, oh, Mr. and Mrs. Miller, you want to go in the booth and have a photo? Well, so we went in the booth to have a photo. Well, then the four Miller children, uh, even my daughter, all came Fucking piling in and destroyed the fucking photo. It went right over. It went, it went right over, and we're laying. I don't like, remember this. What the I don't fuck remember are you this. people? It doing? went down twice because yeah. my like, godfather wrecked shit. it too. My dad sat in there. My godfather was probably who knows in his late fifties at the time. Apparently, completely wrecked the thing, knocked the guy's computer down. He told me about it months later. It's like, hey, Mike, whatever happened with that? Whatever happened with the photo booth of your wedding? I destroyed that thing sneaking up on your dad. I ran away like a child. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, the Millers didn't run away. Everybody's laying on the ground yeah, yeah. fucking laughing. Pinned underneath it. Yeah. Like, My leg. Fuck? <laughs> that was a good I was day. like, poor Megan. I was like, holy I, shit. <laughs> she meets these freaking idiots. I, <laughs> I like, she didn't know about any of These are your friends? The photos. The photo. I've, I. Oh, I've got I'd those. say <laughs> that I felt bad about the photos, but I really don't because I'm a douchebag. <laughs> They're phenomenal. Um, <laughs> where Dan was like, <laughs> the photographer was like, yeah, you on the right. Move move a little bit to the right. A little more. A little more. <laughs> a little more. Next thing you know, Dan's like in the bush. <laughs> Completely out. Good. <laughs> He's that's, cropping me. Yeah, that's how that's how good Dan was being. Um, Dan, Dan posed as Mike's dad, <laughs> as Mike's brother. As the priest, he yes. was. If yes. they needed someone <laughs> that was not there, he would fill that spot. Every role, and also, yeah. Steve successfully Steve? landed a backflip over a couch and ate nine boutonnieres. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> and jumped out of the deuce and a half on the way from the church to the reception. Ran up alongside it to hop in because Murph was getting a little aggressive. On the and throw. who who leg kicked Murph? Was that it? was Dan. That was Dan. Dan, yeah, Dan, chopped him down Dan professional fighter, tree trunk legs, <laughs> leg kick, poor Murph, and he went down like a sack of dirt on the ground. Murph he got, was hobbling for a while. Yeah, for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> I think he broke his femur. <laughs> <laughs> Just a normal wedding. Just a normal wedding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're like sucking down beers, taking the photos, and I like put my beer into my shirt pocket. I'm sorry about that put my beer in there and like put it over my jacket and Michael came up <laughs> behind me not even knowing that it was there and like slapped me in the chest and it's like whoosh, blows up in my face I was soaked with beer at noon that, that could not have gone <laughs> any better and that was the morning after we had we had gotten together before the wedding said that we were going to take it easy I woke up to Mike's marital hotel room for that day 
There was beer everywhere. There was glass there was everywhere. There well, was, was funyuns everywhere. Andrew, there was a 12-pack sitting on the little coffee table, and Andrew, in slow motion, put his foot on the coffee table and slowly leans back, <laughs> and the whole thing just falls over and explodes. So that was our first order of business. We wake up in the morning, it was go downstairs. It was I'm like, disgusting. Yeah, I'm like, uh, my room kind of smells. I'm supposed to be there with my wife after I get married. And it's like, and the the guy just starts throwing out every like offensive aroma. Which, He's like, "What does it smell like? Does it smell like cigarettes? Yes. Does it smell like mold? Yes. Does it smell like food products? Yes." I'm like, "You everything. keep throwing it out there. I'm going to say yes." Mike agreed to everything. He's like, "Does it smell like indigenous wild pigs to Africa? Yes, Definitely. exactly like that." So, can we get a new room? And uh, they did give you a new room. Yeah. Thank God. There's a lot of glass in there. Yes. You blacked out. No, we, we might be there, but uh, Amber Shields wants to know if eight high-gravity beer at work at a work networking event is a good idea. Mm-hmm. She signed at Midge. and uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'd say it's a great idea. It's a, it's a great idea, Midge. Do it. It's so easy. Yeah. Do it twice. Yeah, we had, we had a lot of – we were drinking uh, – Dogfish had punk that night, too. Oh, yeah. That was – or the wedding night. Yeah, that was bad. No, no bueno. Terry said he's coming to the barbecue, Dude. but he's in West Virginia. Well. So just leave a little earlier. Yeah, Come on, Come on Terry. Up. Man up. Matt's base. Sleep on. Um, Pat's a great spooner. He is. I'm a really good spooner. Yeah. <laughs> you know who's a great spooner, too? Dwayne Finley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. is we went camping with Dwayne him. Is <laughs> I stayed at his house once. <laughs> I hope he's listening. <laughs> um, so we were going to go. He got lost with Dan for what? Two and a half fucking hours? Oh, that was glorious. Holy His shit. book is coming out. His book is coming Holy out. Shit. And I am not going to be allowed to run they for public office. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Dwayne. <laughs> because our camping trip is going to be fully, fully exposed uh, in his book. <laughs> Is the camping trip entitled Fully Exposed? Um, <laughs> I hope so. I hope that that's what the chapter's called. Um, so we were going to kind of get into brewing a little bit more. Um, you know, because I'm kind of an expert at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't actually brewed in, it's been a while um, since I brewed anything. And then, uh, you know, just shit's gotten away. And apparently I've got a lot of stuff in my basement. So I had to move it all. And I had a moldy kegerator, which I don't like bottling beer anymore because it's labor-intensive. So uh, when you keg it, then it's just like, you know, throw it all in one container, and that's easier. And um, carbonate it that way is a lot easier. So um, having that, this big giant mold blob that was in my way, um, kind of stifled me a little bit. So hopefully I can get uh, get something a little more consistent here. I was, I was thinking about brewing some Oktoberfest here. We got it. You know, I just need to clean up the, the fermentation cabinet, too. Um, so, yeah, we were going to kind of get into into brewing a little bit because uh, I get actually I get asked a lot about it a lot. Um, you know, people ask if it's difficult and, and all this stuff and and. Uh, uh, too long didn't read. It's not. It's not difficult. It's actually pretty easy. Um, you're going to have batches where you have to dump out and that's just the way that it goes i've dumped out 
plenty of wine. Dan and I have dumped out plenty of beer. Um, alt beers are one that, that always seems to go bad on us. We had one where trying to trying to get it out of the boil kettle. Uh, it kept clogging, then going through the chiller and all that stuff. And, and uh, it took us, how long did it take us that time? It was like an hour and a half. Yeah, it was a while. To get the beer from the boil kettle to the fermenter. And, and the way that it works, um, you know, it's it's you're basically creating this, this very nutrient-dense liquid. Um, and if you expose it to other things, if you expose it to, you know, air too long while it's, you know, uh, vulnerable... Uh, you're you're more likely to get uh, you know a a bacterial infection. Um, so when it comes out, you know it's boiling. It's boiling at you know 112 or 212 degrees rather um, ish, depending on your elevation. And uh, you chill it and you try to bring it down below like 90 um, before you pitch the yeast. But once it drops below that 160 mark, um, you're you're at risk of infection. So it's just like it's basically the opposite of like cooking meat. So where you're cooking meat, you're taking it and you bring it. You know, you're cooking chicken up to to 165. Um, it's basically the opposite. You know, it's dangerous until it gets up there. Well, now you're you're going in the opposite direction, but it's still dangerous once it gets below that that temperature threshold. So um, that's where we've had our failures. Also, I've had failures with wine. I can't make watermelon wine for whatever reason. But watermelon wine is kind of tricky. It goes bad pretty easily, and then it tastes like toe jam, which is disgusting that I know what toe jam tastes like. <laughs> uh, it tastes like toe jam smells. Like, like legitimately. Like, it tastes like toe jam smells. But, no, brewing is, is um, it's super easy. Like, I think that, you know, Pat, Pat has been around a couple brews. Dee's has been around a couple brews. The old man's been around a couple brews. Each one of them, if they decided that they wanted to do it on their own, and they get like not just like throw them with equipment. I mean, they could probably do it with with my stuff because they've been around it and they understand it. There are a few little finer points that they might not know about, like you know what what volume you have to like work a uh, a recipe up to because of what you're going to lose using a pump system. Um. I think that they could easily do it. Like, it's that easy. I think the big thing for the people at home that oh, you need to dude, realize, the way though, throw is, us under the bus. is you. Oh, it's that easy. No, so it's, the three people of us think could it's, do it. No, people think it's real. People Douche. think it's hard. I guarantee you that you could probably go through the what it is now. Like, you could do what it is now. But like I said, my system, my system is my system. So I know that I need to add... A certain number of quarts because that's how much I lose when I transfer from hot liquor tank to mash tun and mash tun to to boil kettle and then boil kettle out to fermenter. So if you put in, if you want a five-gallon batch and you put it five gallons in, you're not going to get five gallons out. Like that, that, those are the things that I'm saying. If you took a big pot and you throw it on the on the stove, you could easily do it. Easily. Bring water, te- bring water up to a certain temperature. Add crushed grain, or even using malt extract. 
Let it sit. Yeah, if you're a, using crushed grain, you know, if you're mashing. A few of our rookie ones, like, when I look at, like, the amount of attention that we paid to it and things like that, were, were pretty simple. I mean, yeah. when you start upping the scale and then looking at consistency and, and, yeah. and, and trying to reproduce the same type of quality product over and over. But, I mean, as far as making a beer that you might be happy with, or maybe making a beer that you think you'd be really happy with, and then it explodes yeah. all over your parents' <laughs> living room. <laughs> fourteen the tube feet gets clocked up. Yeah. <laughs> Top of the carboy shoots fourteen <laughs> feet into the air. It just—it seems to me like I, I was like, "Hell yeah, I want to brew some beer," and I thought we were gonna like just drink beer and do cool shit. But I just ended up doing dishes. Yeah, that's so basically what it is. You're, if your friends want to brew beer, you should. Like, make up an excuse not to be there until it's time to drink the beer. Unless yeah. you're, like, doing dishes. Right? Like, That's I don't true. really like cooking. I like eating. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I'm cooking, I'm like, man, I wish I was eating this I shit, I but eating. I got to wait for it to be fucking cooked. So you got to go opposite. Because, like, with the whole cooking, you just show up late when the food is ready. Mm. With the brewing, you're there for the brewing pot process, and then you disappear yeah. before it's time to clean everything up. Hmm. But I will say this, though. with With that logic... I drink far more of the homebrew than you do. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like, yeah, being there and having it and, and, you know, like, I I enjoy that kind of stuff. Like, I enjoy, you know, uh, the the little shit, the little details of making something or building something, you know, when it's, it's it is a pain in the ass sometimes. Like, oh, well, I got to go, you know, rack the beer over or whatever. But how hard is it? Takes a little time. Okay, so 9.30 hits. Kids are definitely asleep. You know, well, I'm not getting laid that night. <laughs> you know? like or you are. Yeah, you maybe I am if my wife's a little bit experimental and we go downstairs and we, <laughs> <laughs> and we christen the basement. But <laughs> she doesn't want to be part of that. Um, <laughs> uh but like you know, racking it over—it's not—it's not difficult. It's just okay. You you keep things clean, and it's most of most of what brewing beer is, doing or, dishes or making wine. Yeah, it's like doing dishes, making sure things are clean, like sanitized clean, which is relatively easy. You use a chemical sanitizer, and it's it's you're just soaking it for a minute. It's got to be wet for a minute. I don't um, have any beetles on me, so you should eat one or showered. Okay. <laughs> Those are your <laughs> options. I'll eat one. Uh, <laughs> staying away from me. But yeah, those little those little <laughs> they, buffalo. They think you're one of them. Sick then. Fuck, there was one in your mustache. There's one, yeah. there's one on <laughs> your shirt right now. There's one on his headset <laughs> in the corner. Well, they won't come by my face because they're you're just get drunk eaten. enough you can't feel them yeah. anymore. Yeah. Give them <laughs> off. They're on my beard. Give it off their. Where musk. is he? There's one Son on your shoulder. Bitch. He's going towards your neck. There's one on your headset. Although I had read that the traps for Japanese beetles, because my garden got overrun by them. They were eating all eat like the basil. peas and beans oh, and yeah, stuff like that. Eat basil. And I looked at the traps, but they say that when you get the traps and a few get in there, then it starts bringing in more. Mm -hmm. So you continue to trap them, but they're bringing in such a yeah. high volume that that's kind of weighing those <laughs> options, seeing yeah. what's going to work out. Mm. Um. Do we have any questions about brewing beer? Or are you just you're texting? Text, you're not texting. doing your supposed to. You're not doing your job, Pat. <laughs> I'm doing my actual job. That's <laughs> the problem. It never ends. Yeah, his actual job. I just got a highly you inappropriate pictures of Pat over here. Yeah, on my phone. there it is. <laughs> I saw a picture of his beetle. 
They're tiny, but they move quick. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, Terry Terry Kinsley said if he comes out, he wants to take a legit leg kick, which I don't think you do, Terry. I gotta be honest with you. I say go for it. I feel a lot better about myself as an individual after being leg kicked by both Millers on multiple yeah. occasions. It. Yeah. But you didn't get kicked by I've the Miller. Yeah, because you're kicked by, kick, <laughs> by you is going to be <laughs> tough. <laughs> I tell you what, I think the scariest individual to get kicked by is Amr. Because Amr's kicked me at half speed, and his mm. fucking hurts, man. Amr used to take breadboards and just snap them over his shins. Amr's a, b- he's a big dude. Kick, he with kicks really the, thick legs. the rice bag. Yeah. Amr's, I, I don't want Amr to ever kick me as hard as he can. Yeah. Ever. Unacceptable. Yeah. And I think I've let him know that in sparring. Like, hey, never ever do that. Hey, Armour, if you're listening, <laughs> next time you're sparring, kick him. No, I already told him he can't. He's <laughs> that. I'm giving you permission, Armour. Yeah, honor him. your informal <laughs> agreement. <laughs> the janitor is not allowed to give out permission. <laughs> On the bench. Yeah, there's oh, yeah. Beatles. Holy shit. Um, hey, Ryan Mock wants to know did you ever get a commercial brewer to make a Jim Miller beer? We've been trying. We've been trying to. Uh, we, we did go up to Henniker, right? We went, yeah, we went up to Henniker. We met with Yards. We went and we kind of took the tour at Yards. Um, we need people to tell them that it'd be a good thing to do a collaboration with us. You know, I mean, um, it, like, that's the toughest thing is that, you know, being <laughs> just. Amra, thank you for something. And Amra, I swear <laughs> to God, it better not be thanking him for getting to kick me in the leg. Yeah. He didn't say anything good about you. Yeah. He's got the green light from the yeah. boss. Like, That's all Amra's been waiting for. He's like, yeah. man, I want to light that motherfucker up. But if somebody would just give me permission. <laughs> yeah, but the old man's not giving me the green light. Um, yeah, no, we, we, we've we've met with a couple breweries. Um, we've actually talked to a couple around here, uh, you know, in Jersey as well. And... Uh, it's just one of those timing things, man. I, I want to do it because I want to. I want the opportunity for for people, kind of everywhere, to have the opportunity to have a beer that I've um, had a hand in developing. Um, you know, I think that we make pretty good beer, and it's one of those things that we, is it consistent? No, not necessarily. I mean, it, it is really pretty immediate answer is, over there. It yeah. is to a <laughs> no. degree. But it, it shouldn't be. No, it, it is to a degree. It's always been wet. Shouldn't be. It's always been wet. It's always you know been what? carbonated. No, well, no it has listen, always been carbonated. No, no, no listen, listen, <laughs> listen. The, I know for a fact, like, I, I, I know that our, um, the, the pale ale, the pillow puncher pale ale, we've only made it twice, but both times it tasted spot on. Yeah. Exactly how I wanted it to, exactly the same. The Bad Moon, we've changed it through, you know, over the years, it's it's definitely changed, and and I've taken, uh, in speaking with uh, Chris up, you know, that was up at Henniker, um, you know, I've taken the caramel malts out of a lot of my beers because um, they're they're typically they don't add them to um, like American style beers because what they what they use the caramel malts for, at least what I, I've come to know is that you, you're kind of adding that little bit of staleness to it. it. It adds, you know, it adds some color and it adds some, um, you know, some some body to it. But what it, what it's doing is it bringing a little bit of that staleness, and they, they were using that to replicate what the beer would taste like when you took a an English pale ale, a, a, a hoppy English pale ale, and brought it to India 
you know, so you're getting that, uh, that, that India pale ale. Um, so it was a little bit stale by the time I got to India. So now I tried to fact check you on that yeah. since our last podcast. And the story that I read was that it was expensive to ship beer to India. Yes. So they made the beer significantly stronger yes. with the instructions that it was to be diluted upon delivery. Yeah, but they wouldn't. And do nobody it. diluted yeah, they it. wouldn't do it. But I could well, not that's corroborate what your, that's your what caramel well, staleness. That's what, like, that's why they at, were adding caramel malt to the beer to get it to taste like it had spent a couple months on a ship getting to India. Like that beautiful beer you had in your basement that you dumped out today. That we did dump out. Oh, God, there was a whole keg. Diesel and I are wieners. <laughs> We're not drinking that. Nice. I need simple. to take a shot. I should have just taken the whole five gallon. It was like, ah, and done it. It would have been It would have been sexy. Or you should have saved we definitely four gotten glasses. Yeah. You should have saved four glasses. We could each have tried one. Yeah, we could have done that too. It would have tasted. It would have been stale. It would have been stale. But it was on gas and it was cold the whole time. It wasn't. There was nothing in it. Like it wouldn't have been bad. I mean, that's the beauty of it. Is, well, I mean, a, a beer goes skunky because of temp, you know temperature fluctuation, and a beer can go bad because it loses its seal. It still had seal. Was still under CO two. We had to vent them so we could open them up. Actually, my knife is still sticky <laughs> because of it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was cold the whole time. The freezer's been plugged in. And <coughs> it's been at, you know, 38 degrees, 40 degrees this whole time. So we definitely should have should have drank some stale. I don't even know what the fuck it was. That's the problem. I can't remember. It could have been like that Skeeter pee or something. No, no, it wasn't that. I've actually got <laughs> I've got everything. You know what? I'm going to... Um, my 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 big archery giant. I'm gonna get him shit faced. <laughs> Dudley's screwed. Dudley likes to drink those like limeritas and stuff like that. And I'm gonna make him some skeeter pee. Ooh, that'll be a short night or a long uh, night. It'll be the end of any man. Uh -huh. He's a big. He's a big gentleman that you don't realize how big. And he then is I'm gonna outshoot him next to him. I don't, um, I don't see that. Happening. No, it's probably not gonna happen. I've seen no. him. I've seen him drunk shooting, and like at a hundred yards, just like bombing him. <laughs> you son of a bitch. How you shoot with a leg kick? <laughs> so, so we you you touched on it a little bit, right? And I think if you if you pooled the four of us, we do significantly more shit than normal people, right? And I always say that like I fix stuff myself because I can't afford to pay somebody, but you you could afford to buy your own beer. Yeah. What do you think? It is. You think it's like the area, or I mean, these you had your own construction business. You're a teacher. <laughs> You're you a psychopath. You build monster trucks. <laughs> like we, like toy uh, monster trucks. If, if you toy could name, trucks. if you could name a home improvement or a vehicle repair, we have done it. We've done transmissions. We've done main beams. I mean, built houses. You think? What do you think it is about? You mean Sussex County? You think it's eating beetles? Eating beetles. <laughs> Bills. Yeah. So what do you mean? You mean like like our area being like I, what I just makes us more I, into I, I, I don't think it's the because I, I, I think the area. I, think I don't think so either. I, I, I want to know what it is. I mean, there's still pockets. I'll tell you what it is. Probably all over the world. You all fucking worked for me. We drank too much. <laughs> just motherfucking. We drank too much, and we just fucking some head trauma. You came, yeah. You came to work for me at fucking 16, 17 years old. We're drunk on your ass half of the fucking time. No. Learned no. how to fucking do everything. No, no but I, mean, I didn't drink your <laughs> shitty beer. In all reality, that's a that's a big piece of the pie. But I mean, if, if you take a look back, it's 
what did your parents and grandparents do since you had time growing up to experience them? And then what other kind of... I put it down gently. <laughs> what other type of life experiences did you have? Because, I mean, thinking back, as, as far as I can remember, like, you know, as I was probably like five or six years old, we wanted a sandbox. My dad's like, well, let's build the sandbox. And it was working on cars, doing all the home repairs. And, and he did that stuff because his father didn't everything like that. So, I mean, my life has been since early on, if there was something to be done, whether it was something on the house, something mechanical, it was, we put our hands on it and figured it out. And then you know, I come toward the tail end of high school and start working with the boss and the Millers and stuff like that. And then that just elevates expertise in the same area and my brothers were the same way so uh, Andrew went into carpentry after he was in the military and Steve went into you know being a, a tech at BMW so then you have the people that you're surrounded by bringing everything in you know I've had you working on motorcycles and dirt bikes I've had Jim and Dan doing all the same thing they bring in the hunting the shooting like doing metal work so you get within the right pocket and you have a little bit of interest in that, you're going to start to accumulate that knowledge, build an interest and a passion for doing it. It's uh, Anything that you're able to do that you have put your own hands on, your own personal touch, is going to make it that more satisfying in the long run. I guess I guess for me, uh, interacting with the outside world, people are like... Perfect. People are like you're you're out of your mind that you do all this stuff yourself. But when when you look at my group of friends, it's like you'd get ostracized the other way. Like <laughs> you paid for a fucking electrician. <laughs> well, I got electrocuted eight times today. Yeah, you did, and now yeah. you know, right? Pussy. <laughs> hey, there's a man on this podcast right now that has changed a main box on a stack of tires that he premeditatedly <laughs> stacked beneath the box waiting for a power outage. That's <laughs> fucked up. That's a lot more fucked up than eating a beetle. And yeah. I went fast because yeah. I didn't want the power yeah. to come on. Another beetle. Oh, I missed him. <laughs> We're it, like amongst us. It's like normal. Like, hey, yeah. you got to come over. We're doing a. Uh, we're taking a wall out. We're going to do a supporting micro lamp. Yeah, okay. We'll get four of us. We'll put it up there. But for normal people, you're like, I did the oil on my own car. Oh my god, you're amazing. You changed your own oil. Uh, People want to well, get together for different reasons. No, I don't, I don't listen. I don't think that. I think there's a decent amount of people out there that do certain things. Like, I I don't know. I think it's that. I think it's that the the hobby is to fuck around. The hobby is to to tinker and to mess with shit. There are plenty of people that. You know, do stuff on their house. There are plenty of people that do stuff on a motorcycle. There are plenty of people that do stuff on their cars. They're, everybody's got something. Just about. Yeah, there are, you know, you get into it and there seems like a generation of people that don't know how and are un unwilling to. But at the same time, I think there are a lot of folks, and particularly that are following me on fucking Facebook, that know, how, know their way around a fucking screwdriver and know that everything is a hammer Except a screwdriver, because a screwdriver is a chisel. Right. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think I th I think that it's like the ho the the hobby and the the pride from some people, and you know, it's the the four of us and 
a few other people that we know comes from being well-rounded and being able to do it all and and not getting outsmarted by little shit. Like, I mean, that's that's like the thing. You know, you're talking about fucking brewing beer. There, there, there are people that just don't seem to grasp it. You know, oh my god, it sounds so hard or whatever. You, you, oh, you brew your own beer. You know, UPS guy's dropping shit off, and it's like, he's like, what are you making? I was like, beer. He's like, you're boiling beer. You know, like yeah, dude. Like, but he's never learned about it. He's never he's never read an article on it or picked up a book about it. I mean, if you've got a freaking you know, any reading comprehension, you can learn how to do it. It's just like anything else. I mean, it's not, it doesn't take anything physical. It doesn't take anything mental. I, I mean, okay, yeah, developing recipes, I I, I think about it. I think about what it's going to taste like. I, I kind of have an idea of what hops taste like and, you know, and knowing what is written about what they taste like and how to develop a recipe and all that stuff, but I mean, anybody can do most of this shit. It's just that we're stubborn enough to decide to do it all. Well, that's <laughs> it. People just don't want to do it. I, I mean, think, everybody can do it. I, mean. I think Mike raised an interesting point when I kind of, like, reflect back on it. So you did everything yourself. You still do. Yeah. So, and well, I mean, he has me do a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, <but> so <laughs> Mike, you're saying your dad did it. I remember digging a, uh, a well with my dad in the rain and, like, sleet. And he was like six feet down, and I had to hold the lamp. And I remember being so cold. And he's like, "We haven't hit it yet. We got to keep going." And when when my son Jack needed a bigger dirt bike, we bought a blown up dirt bike, not a new dirt bike. And he has to rebuild it himself. So maybe a ton of that is just well, having the confidence I mean, to say, just, "I'm yeah, going to do just it." Just what yeah. you did. I mean, and your parents did the same thing. I mean, that's how I learned it. I mean, I was friggin' underneath dump trucks and shit when I was freaking 10 years old working on with my dad in the freaking garage. You know, I mean, that's what you did. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's that's, you know, that's so one of the things, too, is that it's, it went from you had to do it because there's no other way for it happening other than you doing it. Like right. Nobody's going to fix this dump truck. We don't have the money to pay somebody to fix this dump truck. You're going to fucking figure it out. Right. Or you're not going to have this dump truck. Right. Yeah. To, and like... I do shit mostly because I enjoy it. Right. Because it, my, my brain thrives on it. Right. Like, I want to learn how to do it. I don't entirely believe that because I saw you do breaks with a sledgehammer. And you said <laughs> curse words that I have I not heard. Well, he learned that for me. He learned that for me. Listen, I'm a, what, is the, what does a miller do? They crush, grind, or pulverize something. <laughs> Those brakes were pulverized you know? right off. A hammer, a hammer is how we. That's you didn't. The family, the, world. the family has made <laughs> their living for for generations. You didn't enjoy that job, and you could have easily I've, had. No, it done. I fucking enjoyed but swinging that hammer. Way, it's not. the same way with hunting and stuff. I mean, you you learned how well. You never shot a deer, so I'm not talking to you. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, that's where we're going now. Yeah, <laughs> okay, good. Good, I'm glad. No, I, know I mean, but you learn how to. You, you, know, you, you learn how to butcher stuff. You learn, and you see where it came from. I mean. That's that's a big part of it. It's like okay, you know, and that was the thing. I mean, at eight years old, I mean, seven years old, I I was skinning rabbits and cleaning rabbits and stuff. It's like, well, you're gonna eat tonight, so we got to do some rabbits. Well, that's that's you know? the the, so the that's messed what you up did. part. I mean, granted, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I was, 
you know, I, I sucked my thumb and wet my bed later in life than most people. And <laughs> I'm probably like a traumatic experience from being a serial killer. But <laughs> I <laughs> hey, Meatloaf said two out of three ain't bad. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Words to live by. Yeah. My one of my like I enjoy butchering the animal. Like I enjoy all right, I shot a deer, Dan shot a deer, you shot a deer, or the bear, or something like that, and it's gonna be a late night down in the garage. I I enjoy that. Right. Just it's not and I've and I've been through every animal that's coming in those those freaking garage. I've had my hands on whether it's yours or whether it's Dan's and right. you know, I've put my hands on all of them. And it's it, it hasn't always been you know an animal that that I shot or something like that. But it's it's part of the work. It's part of it's part of taking something and and turning it into something rewarding. And you know feeding. Feeding a group of people, feeding friends, feeding my family—that's, you know—that's why I deal with fucking cleaning those pots every fucking time that we brew. And like we were talking about it, you know, using a freaking lime-based uh, cleaner, you know, or lime lime-based cleaner. So it's like, yeah, you, oh, my skin feels smooth. That's because it's burning off. Like, <laughs> you know, it's exfoliating. Yeah, the at like, the risk of seeming sentimental but i mean it is a it plays a key role in it it's that like you're talking about you get to hang out it's in the middle of the night family sleeping you go down there you're with your brother your dad a friend whatever it might be you know you're cleaning out a deer like you're over at your buddy's house it's three in the morning and you're doing construction projects down in the basement it's mm-hmm. like you're spending time with people that you enjoy spending mm-hmm. time with like you're sharing stories like if if it's just you and like you know you're fixing a bathroom in your house like you're going to feel accomplished that you've been able to do something but if you have a group of friends or you have family members whatever they may be even if it's like a coworker that mm-hmm. wants to just come along for the ride anything you're able to share that with somebody and that's history right there that's how yeah. you have a story to talk about that's how yeah. you sit in a group like this and and it can just go back and forth because like Oh, you know, you remember the one time that we fixed this. We were cleaning this animal. We went on this hunting trip. This was an absolute failure. And even though it was the exact opposite of what we had anticipated or ever hoped to have done, it's uh, it's a story. It's an experience. And as frustrating as it might have been, as you know, as you walk back to your Jeep Cherokee and pull the adjustable wrench out of the door because you threw it out of frustration after your brother told you time and time again not to throw it because he saw that coming. It's like, you know, that was that other job that I performed on that vehicle to try to fix it that day. That's, you know, if if you don't do those things, it could be, what, I, a story over the poker table? And, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and maybe that is, but that's just singing to a different tune. Yeah. Like I, I yeah I, I mean that's for me that's where a lot of it has uh, and that attitude has come from and like I mean that's why I learned how to do this shit <laughs> like you know I mean it's just another thing it's just another thing to be able to do and to be able to be a part of and, yeah, and, and learn, I stare at that and say like, man this looks so hard this is learn very difficult to, I don't know what how this stuff to do is. like you know I refuse to be outsmarted by a mixer and an audio recorder there's also there's a very large uh confidence component and it, i think it comes from doing shit when you're younger that you're like i could do that 
Like and when you're when you're young enough, you don't know any better, right? Yeah. When you're eight, holding a lantern from your dad, we're like, hey, Dad says we're gonna find this fucking well pump because we need water for for him to shower in the morning. We're gonna find it, and you find it, you get it done, and then you just kind of develop this weird confidence that you can see shit through. Yeah. Like with that, <laughs> we fuck it up every night. Yeah. But every night we stand there, and I never once I'm like, oh shit, we're not gonna be able to podcast tonight because mm-hmm. we can't figure it out. We'll get it done. We're gonna be 45 minutes late. I'm gonna be couple, two beers deep couple when beers we start. Deep. Yeah. <laughs> but we're gonna go on. Yeah. Confidence is 95% of life, man. And through other people and the access that you have to other people nowadays is completely unlimited with technology. You have an unending wealth of knowledge. I know in the times like when I'm going and doing tutoring and stuff like that, I I work with some some pretty some people that that certainly have a lot of money and stuff like that. And and I love it when I go to a house and somebody shares with me the projects that they've carried out themselves. Because you look at people that that are making an incredible amount of money and they're spending an incredible amount of time on their job. So that when they gain an interest in completing something on their own, they say, hey, I, you know, I asked a few people that I know, a, f- a few people that have done this project before. Or like, you go online, you look things up, and and you see... You know, decks, kitchen, bathroom renovations. You see, like a a two tier koi pond with a waterfall that some guy that you know he he may very well be making a million dollars a year just wanted to do himself in the very small amount of time he was able to actually put together to do that. It's really incredible. So as much as it was like you had reflected upon, people back in the day was a necessity. And then it, it seemed like it was trickling out and there was less and less interest and you were able to pay people to do it. Now maybe the access to the information and the knowledge has increased to a point where maybe it'll make a little bit of a return. That the level of like intelligence that you used you used in that yeah. little rant was was higher than anyone has ever expected. And this gotten fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> You're not invited back. Uh, yeah, fuck you, you make you us look so. like fucking idiots. Yeah. I got a motherfucker. I got a thesaurus <laughs> app. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> this is the guy that passed out drunk first period in high school. All right. <laughs> I actually I have a story on why Mike is a complete piece of shit. So, so Mike and I have been friends since eighth. Worst part grade. is I know what story he's yeah, telling. You pull out of his pocket. You do. Mike and I have been friends since eighth grade uh, when I moved to Sparta. And uh, we went to Montclair State together. And uh, reminder that when he moved to Sparta, he was the catcher. I was the catcher <laughs> for my exceptional the catcher. athletic the skill. Catcher. And uh, and I had we were <laughs> we were at, I had it's got a different meaning nowadays, but it does. <laughs> it didn't back then. <laughs> Regardless, I was at uh, Montclair State University with Mike, so we would hang out. And uh, I was taking a statistics course. I'm not great in math. And Mike is a uh, a math genius. He teaches super bio fifth level. What is it? Chemistry. You're just naming science he classes. Yeah. But he he teaches math. <laughs> but I, I can't even say the name of what Mike teaches. So Mike is very good at math. So uh, calculus. So we're hanging out one night, and uh, Mike Mike's like, "Hey, let's let's have a couple beers." I'm like, "Mike, I can't. I got to do a uh, this big like project for statistics." He's like, "Don't worry about it. I'll do it." I'm like, Mike, it's a fucking huge project. He's like, don't worry about it. I'll do it. So we, we have a couple of beers. I'm like, Mike, I, I got to get this done. I'm going to fail class. He's like, dude, let me see it. So he looks at He's like, this will take five minutes. I got it. So we get like, banged up. We drink all night. 
And it's like three in the morning. I'm like, Mike, you gotta fucking get this done, dude. So he's like, okay. So he takes the best part about is I had no interest in his project. I've never taken a statistics course in my life, but I just figured <laughs> like, ah, oh, Pat's here. We're having a good time. <laughs> so he got you. So he, he like one eyes it and he he does it all. And uh, we go over it in class. I submit it and uh, we go over it in class. And all my fucking work is wrong, but my answers are right. And I'm like, this piece of shit. He he fucked me. So I have to see the professor after class, and the professor's like, this is wrong. This is wrong. And he's like, nah, this is fucking wrong. I don't where did you even get this? And he's like, wait. He's like, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> he's like, you've invented your own formula. He's like, this is genius. And he's looking at me like I'm some kind of fucking math prodigy. And I was just, I was like biting my tongue. I was like, Mike, you scumbag. I needed a motherfucking C. <laughs> and you made me a math genius. So the guy's like, well, how did you, how did you know about this equation? And how did you account for this variable? And I'm like, ah, twice. He's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. I count so twice. Twice. I yeah. got really my, drunk. My yeah. second <laughs> fucking beer. Yeah, I figured it out when my second beer went down. So <laughs> so I take I take the rest of the class and at the end of the semester I got like a C in the class, which is what I was aiming for. And uh he pulled me in, he's like he's like, I just wanna let you know I'm really disappointed that paper that you submitted was the stuff of genius and you're obviously not applying yourself. I was like, Yeah, I'll mention that to Mike that Fucking asshole. <laughs> so if you're drinking with your buddy and he happens to be a math genius, don't let him do your homework. Just go home and do it yeah. yourself so you can maintain your seat. What a douchebag. <laughs> this is he's like he's like, this is this is genius. And I have never been so mad in my life to be called a genius. Thank you for nothing, Michael. I Harris. feel no remorse. <laughs> <coughs> Briefly. Very briefly. Very briefly. We've been off for a little bit now. Um, we uh, we had sit, you know, when you're talking about like doing, doing shit and the satisfaction from doing like a job um, and with people. And then we had talked about like beer and the best, the best beer. And I have to say, and I was going to say this, I didn't want to interrupt anybody while they were talking. The your ass. What do you mean? You do you wanted to. Of course I wanted to because I don't <laughs> like listening to you talk. <laughs> uh, the Probably the best, like, I can narrow down the best beers of my life to, like, probably two. two I mean, the one is not necessarily a specific occasion. One is, one of the times that I had the best beer of my life was after pheasant hunting. And it was probably Thanksgiving, and it was like 9.30 in the morning. You were 12 years old. No. <laughs> no, because we weren't hunting when we were 12 years old. Uh, and it was a, a Schaefer with the pheasant on the can. And Michael was up, and I, Dee's was with us. And it was just like you have a beer after we pheasant hunted at freaking 9.30 in the morning. Before we went to the diner, and it's like it was a shitty beer. It was cold though, and you just walked around for, you know, two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. So it was damn good. And then like any other time, like splitting firewood. I don't know, splitting firewood, 
has always been. When you were fucking split yeah, fire. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> what the go fuck yourself. What the fuck are you <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah, you got I a split. wood burner here. No, <laughs> not here. Splitting to your house, warming your ass, motherfucker. And what did you like more? Did you like what was my it best in the beer? splitter or pulling the lever? No, this, is, this was before. This was this, this was before. <laughs> this was yeah, they did get me a great birthday. This present, is before. I have to say that. This they, is they, before they we nice. got him the splitter. Splitting, splitting firewood. You know, like I, I don't know. There was one time, you know, when I was living in my mom's basement. Like, you didn't live in the fucking basement. I know, I didn't live in the basement. It was a joke. <laughs> it's a joke, you stupid shit. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. There was one time that we went We went out. It was, it was like snowy, and you go out, and we got firewood and came back and split it. Landed them right on me. And, yeah, like, I don't know. I think I had a shitty beer. I think I had, like, a Bex or something like that. This is when Dad drank shitty beer. And... So would you say that it we were the beer. positive influence that turned him to drinking higher quality beverages? Yeah, I would say that. Well, no, I my best beer, that. my fact, best yeah. beer was a fucking hams. Yeah. Okay. Now they don't even make hams anymore. Okay. Hams when they fucking hiked out of the fucking Grand Canyon. Then fifteen with, with miles of hiking rock. up with a fucking rock with for your rock. mother, or for your mother, a fucking twenty stupid. pound fucking stupid rock. <laughs> Hiked all the way out of the fucking Grand Canyon. It was a fucking 112 degrees. Got up to the fucking van, and there was a fucking hams in there, and it was the best motherfucking beer you ever wanted to taste. What, that, the the <laughs> occasion has a lot to do with it, because it I know when when Jack was born, I was at the hospital with uh, Pat, and I, I, I couldn't beer. even tell you what it was, but I it mean... It was a Guinness. We came in, we... <laughs> We, that's, we cruised, that's horrible. cruised yeah. over in, in Ridgewood, but it's just like yeah. what the what shame. event could add. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and I know that when Easton was born, I was at Valley in the same place, and it, it dropped, you know, it was like an 18-inch snowstorm. I, I went out in Ridgewood at probably 11 o'clock, and it's like, I'm, I'm going to go out. I know Megan will want, like, you know, get her some bacon, eggs, pancakes, Italian sub. That was just something that she happened to be craving throughout the pregnancy. I'm, I'm going to pick up all these things. I'm like, and I'll go pick up a couple beers, and I'll bring them back in the hospital, and I know she's probably not feeling up to it, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's not your problem. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to indulge. Come on, so, babe, don't be a buzzy. Yeah, so I go out, and, and the place is closed because the snowfall is so significant. They, had, I don't know how, but, like, somehow in Bergen County, they've developed, like, a six-inch wide plow that they put on front of trucks, so you got, like, mounds of snow out here, and there's this tiny little path that maybe you can fit a bicycle down. But most of the businesses are closed, so I do just a, me walking. Yeah, I do a couple. I do a couple laps around. And they finally opened the place up, and I got a. Uh, was actually able to stumble upon some pretty good stuff, but I had a. I think it was, that was a Mephistopheles, like an imperial stout. Mm. Had that sitting in some tiny little chair, and it was like, I, you, you never forget that. Mm. Even though, like, you may have had something that was better, but I, I mean, I look back on it, I'm like, was this really as good as like I can look back to my recollection, or was it just that everything surrounding it made it that much better? Yeah, yeah was it goes it? deep again. Yeah. What, was deep. it? Was like? Was Don't it? expect this <laughs> shit from us again. All right, we're not <laughs> going as deep as he you. goes. We're not going as intelligent as he goes. This <laughs> like, is not. This is not. Who I know. <laughs> this is not the D's. 
This is Mike Petroselli. Yeah, but in the meantime, this Son guy's telling bitch. you about like the pheasant on the can after a pheasant hunt. Yeah, he's crappy you're throwing it shaper. in there. You're just not rolling it around there. No. Well, no, he's, you were. He's adding, he's, you liked the pheasant on the can just because was, we had a clean fucking. It's probably the only, bird. No. the only Mr. pheasant Mr. you Huck shitty hunters <laughs> got that day. <laughs> no, every so time fe- a pheasant would go up and these would shoot it. He'd obliterate the motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, he well, would he fuck. It would get out. He he was he's so yelling. fucking fast. He's yelling. He's yelling. He was so fast. <laughs> the microphone is away from his face. I mean, okay. <laughs> he was so fast that he would fucking. I mean, the bird would get four feet away from the end of his barrel and boom. Just feathers. Like, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> quick the on tight the draw. choke was a blessing on the curse. Yeah. yeah, well, you were quick on the draw. Yeah. I mean, you, you didn't. Well, that's how we take well, it. Yeah, we one. we pinballed that one. <laughs> when it finally was like, <laughs> falls to the ground, we both look at each other and like, you can have that it. That was yours. <laughs> 50 pound pheasant. Yeah. Oh, the times. All right. I think that's all we got for tonight. That's right. It. Thank you for tuning in to the Jim Miller podcast. Thank you for the D's for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you guys and uh, thank you for everything. Have a good night. Thanks for tuning in to the Jim Miller Podcast. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast so that we can keep bringing you more. Also, check out jimmillermma.com to stay up to date with everything that's going on. Thanks.